Welcome to the Cult Film Companion Podcast, the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. My name is Chris, I am your host, and joining me for a very special episode, I have two very special guests that I will formally introduce to you in just a couple seconds. Just want to remind everyone that the Cult Film Companion Podcast is now available on all major podcast platforms. We are also a feature podcast on the Blind Knowledge Collective, available at www.blindknowledge.com, which features videocasts and podcasts from all around the world, featuring unique and interesting topics presented in a very entertaining fashion. So please check out all the creators over at blindknowledge.com. We are also a featured podcast on Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android that picks up the latest trending articles based on topics that you choose to follow and then reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Stop scrolling, start listening. Download and use Newsly for free today at www.newsly.me and please use the promo code C-U-L-T-F-1-L-M that's cult film, drop the I, pop in a one, and enjoy a month free of Newsly's premium service courtesy of us. Now with all that hot dogging and grandstanding out of the way, I would like to introduce the delightful damsels of doom from across the country, well, from me, Tessa and Nicole, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. For sure. Well, thank you for t- accepting my invitation because this <laughs> this movie is, uh, well, I, let's just say I'm probably not the demographic for this movie. But before, <laughs> before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about Doom Generation and where we can find it? Well, you can find us pretty much everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Yep. And what is there to say about us? We cover movies ranging anywhere from what we've done mid-70s. Yep. So we got Mostly. all the way up to 2001 coming up, I think. I think that's like the latest one. That so we're anything from our adolescence, teenagerdom mm-hmm. that we feel like doomed us right. to be who we are today is on our list. So it's it's movies. Right now it's all just movies. Hopefully someday we'll get our shit together and it will be <laughs> shows other and things. some other things as well. Right. But yeah, that's it. And we're pretty much everywhere. We yeah. out here. Mm-hmm. So... And uh, so you're on Twitter and Instagram, and you always, sometimes, um, which one of you recently posted about those killer sneakers I saw on Twitter? That was was me, Nicole. Nicole. But Tessa also, she showed up at my house tonight (laughs) in some high-top tiger print vans. Yes. But yes, I also got myself some um, super cool teal and hot pink Mm -hmm. low-top vans old school vans so we were both we're we're some vans kids i wish we could get some sponsorship right we'll get that vans money that'd be nice yeah really 
Now, a quick question. I'm sure you've probably been asked this before, but before we get into this movie, by any chance, did you name your podcast after a Greg Greg Araki film? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yes, we are familiar and have seen that film, and yes, we do like Greg Araki, but that is not our favorite Greg Araki (laughs) film, and we just really liked the name, and it kind of encapsulated the vibe we were going Mm -hmm. for and left it open to not getting pinned down to just movies. So it's like it could turn into whatever, and so... The joke now is we're never going to do <laughs> until we are going to quit the show. And right. That'll be our very last episode. That'll right. be, that'll so be your send off. The... So yes, it, that's the thing. So then this leads me to one last question before we will get to Romeo and Michelle. I promise. Uh, <laughs> favorite Greg Araki film. For me, nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Um, what that Greg Araki is great, but I, I think my favorite, just because it's probably his best movie, is a real downer, and it's called Mysterious Skin, which is not. Oh. I don't know if I saw that. I don't think I've seen it. I've I've heard of it, but I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. We're gonna have to check that out. It's mm-hmm. not an easy, easy watch, um, but it's a terrific film, and um, yeah, great filmmaker. So, uh, and a, a great name for the podcast too. Like I, I, I think uh, those of us that have grown up. In the eighties and the nineties, we we know the we were the doom. <laughs> right. what well, act not not we were we are the doom generation. I would I, right. I would say. Well, that's what we figured too. Is like because we were both on the cusp of like Gen X slash Millennial slash what you used to call Gen Y, you right? Know, whatever. And so it was like, well, what can we call? Because our demographic is anywhere from like for the most part is thirty five to forty five. That's like a big part of our demographic, but we get younger and older. <laughs> So we're like, what can we call it that encapsulates all that generation? And it's mm-hmm. the Doom generation. Yeah, yeah, because it just fit. Well, then that's the thing. It just you, you got to find something that that fits you. Yeah, I, I take those quizzes or I look at like where your age range find ranges, mm-hmm. and I might be a millennial or I might be a Gen X. I don't know. It, it doesn't. Mm. It, it doesn't really matter. At the you know, um, to some people it does. But anyway, so yeah. we're here to talk about. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Now, before we get into the actual movie itself, I just got a couple of uh, technical notes. This movie was released April 25th, 1997. Uh, budget of $20 million and grossed $29.2 million at the box office. So it wasn't a it wasn't a runaway hit, but it did receive pretty pretty good critical reception it was written by robin schiff who based it on this play she had written called the ladies room which was a one set play featuring nine characters one of which was played by lisa kudrow who took on the role for the movie and it was directed by david merkin who i had no idea who that was until I looked it up, and he's got a quite the extensive history in television, of all things. He was the showrunner for The Simpsons in the fourth and fifth yeah. year, back when The Simpsons was actually pretty good, and yeah. created 
a cult TV show show that I fondly remember but got canceled called Get a Life starring Chris Elliott. Yes, yes, we were just yes. talking, we were talking about, about, about that last, last yeah. night. Literally last Literally night, we, were last night we talked about that show. Really? Mm-hmm. And not in relation to this whatsoever, I don't think. Was it? Was it? We it might have been. Quick. See, we do this a lot. I though. know. We get drunk and we record. We recorded last night, and our research assistant was here, and she brought it up. So she oh, may have been she researching might have been looking something for to do with Romeo Michelle. I think she might have. It. And so then, you know what? That could have been why we may were have talking been about it last night. But yes, we remember that show, and I loved that show. That show was awesome, and I remember it came yeah. out on DVD or Blu-ray like mm-hmm. ten years ago, and I I got it. I forgot oh. that he dies at the end of every single episode. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah, which was probably yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. Probably oh, why it was canceled, but you know. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was weird, and then it went on to um, they made that whole album that Prince Paul and Automator, the Handsome Boy Modeling School. Uh, oh, love yo, love that Handsome was... Boy Modeling School. Yep. Yes, and they had that whole album, and that was clips from Get a Life mm. when he did that. He okay. was Sparkle's professional male model. <laughs> And he was in the Handsome Boy Modeling School. Okay. Yeah, they had two two great albums. Um, the first one was called, I think, like, How's Your Girl? And the second one was yeah. called White People. And I actually, yes. I, I did a, a collage when I was sick with COVID. And what I did is I cut up all my old um, CD booklets. And then my co-host came over. He's like, because I hadn't seen him in two weeks. And he's looking over this right. collage. And I had clipped out things. And so, like, some of the stuff from Handsome Boy Modeling School says, like, being handsome means never having to say you're sorry. And he's like, yes. he's like where the hell did you get this? He's like, <laughs> he's like, are you this conceited? I was like, no, 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 no. It's not no, me. It's not it's me. From- it's Dan the Automator. Again, we eventually will get to Romy and Michelle, but have either of you seen, <laughs> speaking of Get a Life and Chris Elliott, have either of you seen Cabin Boy? Oh, oh yes. yes, of course. Yes, because we were also talking about that last yep. night. Oh, that okay. That ended yeah. up, we were like, is that on our list? Yeah, we added that one to we our list We made sure that night. that was on our list that, last night. So that's yeah. a great one. Dan the Automator has this bizarre obsession with that because on when he did uh, Cool Keith's album, Dr. Octagon, there's the half man, half shark. And yeah. he released yeah. he released a, um, a mixtape called Do You Want to Buy a Monkey, which is, of course, the the famous line from David Letterman of all people shows up at Cabin Boy try, uh, trying to sell him a monkey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just b- bizarre, bizarre things oh, going man. on in this, uh, this episode. Um, uh, and I, 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 I'll just say it right now because, um, we're talking about David Merkin. If you spell his name, it's M I R. K I N, but do you know what a Merkin is if you spell it M E R K I? Yeah, I guess you didn't hear us giggle when the first time you said. Oh no, no, no! Yes, we do. Yes, we do know. Yeah. So, so, which one of us is going to tune in the audience to what a Merkin is? Who's feeling? We talked about it in our our easy episode because the neighbor's name was Mrs. Merkin, right? And so we talked about. I think we've talked about it. Vagina wig. It's yeah. Yeah. It's a pubic wig. It's your pubic wig, or not vagina necessarily, but it's a pubic wig wig to hide your. you know, venereal disease. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you don't you, you don't you don't want your lady or your fella seeing all that syphilis, so you get a uh-uh. you get a merkin. Well, so, especially if you're working. 
gotta working. Get, you gotta, get, gotta get your working working. I love it. You got you gotta have that working <laughs> if you're working right. Um, you can't take that time off. So, um, oh, there we go. Let's see. Um, oh, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Now, all three of us are coming at this from very different places. Now, Tessa, you are a longtime fan, correct? Correct. I have loved this movie since it came out. So I went to see it, and it's been funny ever since, and I've quoted it many times. In fact, I should have brought that Rhoda book. Oh, you have? I have a Rhoda book. You do? And I've said that, yeah, where it's, it's all about Rhoda. Nice. I was yeah. going to say, because I had no idea where that line came from. Could you? Oh, I know cl- what Rhoda is. Yeah, yeah Rhoda the was the old show with um, Valerie, oh God, oh, what was her last um, name? Hey, not Valerie Bertinelli. No, older, older Valerie. No, Valerie. God dang it! Yeah, but yeah, it was just an old sitcom mm-hmm. about a city lady, right? She was right. Like well, who was she friend, with? It was Rhoda and Mary. Mary. Yeah, who was the Mary? Not Valerie. I don't <laughs> <laughs> not the Valerie. I can't remember. Some I, don't I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, old show the, from my sixties or seventies. Yeah, sure. 60s and so 70s. if they were teenagers in 87, it was something their parents probably watched. Right, because when did they, they were go? oh, it was 97 that they were, so 87 is when yeah, they, because it was their 10-year high yep. school reunion. Right, right. Did anybody go to their 10-year high school reunion? You I, did? Yep. No, I, I've never been to a high school reunion. I, I, I made it a point to be working that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was the Heather Mooney. Yeah, I was Heather Mooney, was so no I wasn't. Sand- Seems no, so. there was certainly not a Sandy. I would have rather put this out in my ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, that line, of course, um, I got to say, um, I think Janine Garofalo is my favorite part of this movie. And yeah, for sure. Because for me, I got the first time I watched it, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Upon rewatching okay. it yesterday, I just kind of wanted it to end. <laughs> it no. like, um, and so then, uh, yeah, there were elements that I really, really like, and there was other parts that I was just like, "Is this? Come on! Like, I know what's going to happen." <laughs> Especially, but I think the dream. Once it's turned into the dream sequence, I was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> what's just, happening? Now? Right. Yeah. Well, because I, I don't remember because i saw it so long ago what i thought in that moment but you said that you weren't entirely sure that you hadn't right so i had gone to see it not when it very first came out but later when it was in the dollar theater so probably in the summer or something a few months later we went to see it in the dollar theater and i went with my boyfriend and a bunch of friends and i was 17 and i couldn't remember watch trying to watch it again today like what was the moment because it wasn't that anything happened i don't think in the movie where we went Oh, I'm fucking leaving! Right. It was like my boyfriend didn't like it, you know. Oh, and it was he one wanted of the, to go. Uh-huh. I think it was one. It of wasn't those for things. him. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what my opinion of it was when I very first saw it. I don't think that I hated it, but in my head, it stuck out as the only movie I've ever walked out on. Wow. Right. But in watching it again today, I was like, I don't think there was a thing. Like, I don't think it was something where I went, Oh my god. 
this movie is so terrible. I'm leaving. Right. I well, think it was him. I, <laughs> I think it was probably yeah. him. I thought maybe the buzz had worn off, and you're like, whoa, what am I doing here? Whoa, hold on. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and then, like, because we only paid a dollar, there was no loss. Right, like, you could That's, just walk out of yeah, those things. It doesn't you know. matter. It, yeah, it was just, it wasn't the right mood or vibe for that movie that day right. or something. Maybe we were fighting. Well, I don't know. And I think, too, because we talked about this, is that it was marketed weird. Mm. Like, it wasn't marketed, like, how Drop Dead Gorgeous was. Like, it was marketed differently than what it ended up being because that was another one i didn't see until i met tessa because i just thought it was about teen beauty pageants like, right i just thought it was a straight up silly like i didn't know it was a dark comedy and then right. she made me watch it and i was like oh, oh right yeah. i never knew it was like this okay right and i think this was also one of those things where they made it seem like it wasn't that but because janine garofalo was in it See, and I think I, was I would like, have seen oh, just for that because I yeah. loved her so much. That's Because I know I saw up to the point she was in it because I remember the part of her coming mm-hmm. to the dealership right. in the very beginning. And I remember I remember her telling her about the reunion. I know I got that far. Right. And the she made the Lady Fair cigarettes. Yes, I would have thought that alone burning paper was right. enough to keep me in the theater. But no. Right, but no. Apparently not. It was him. It, it was him. It must have been, <laughs> been him. Um... <laughs> Yeah, because this movie, uh, well, it's funny that you should say something about the marketing, because oftentimes when I cover a movie, I think the thing with it, because to achieve cult status relies on your audience, obviously. The audience sometimes needs to find the movie, as opposed to something like the MCU, where your audience is already built in, or Star Wars, your audience is already there. Um, but one of the things that I've come across, a cult movie, is that if I was working in the marketing department of a studio and they asked me to cut a trailer for a movie, a cult movie is not something that I would want to have to advertise because there's just, it's so different and you don't want to give away too much and then, but if you show too much of the goofiness, then some of the seriousness doesn't pay off. Whereas if I was asked to cut a trailer for a Marvel movie, I'd be like, okay, you show the villain, you show some action scenes, you show a couple one-liners, done. Mm -hmm. A A cult movie generally is jumping so many different genres that um, we came across this. Have either of you seen the movie uh, Something Wild from the 80s? With Mel- mm, I don't think so. Melanie Griffith and Jeff oh, Daniels. Oh, with the lions? Is that the one with the lions where she got mauled? No, 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 no. no. That one was just called Wild, and I think she was really young. Yeah. Oh, okay, she, yeah, she got, she got mauled something. Fe- I think she lost yeah. part of the back of her head. Um, it was something like that. It was yeah. pretty bad, and it was like their lion, wasn't it? I think so. Like, what? they had it in their house? Well, they had a whole bunch, yeah, like her, the family that she was living with, they had a whole right. bunch of wild animals just living in the house, which is just... Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, that's insane. Not, not something that's you... bizarre. But no, that wasn't the movie. That wasn't something wild then. That's not what I'm thinking of. No, and no I've never seen that. So it's got a very, like, if you look at the cover, remember seeing the cover, it's got her on the bed, and she's licking her lips, and he's hanging upside down, and it looks like a very goofy 80s kind of comedy, and for the first two-thirds, it's very much like this, and then you meet her ex-husband, played by Ray Liotta in his first ever role, and the movie just gets very, very dark. Oh, Um, 
So it, it takes this big kind of uh, 180 turn. And again, I think that a lot of cult movies are just they're just hard to market because you said like something like Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, you see the trailer and that's not necessarily what you're getting. And I could see some no. people kind of getting disappointed by that. And I remember, so after watching Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, I went to, to rewatch the trailer. And to me, if I just saw the trailer in a vacuum and had not seen the movie, I would think, oh, great. So this is kind of dumb and dumber, but with right. two women. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It, the, the, I actually, I, you know, there are parts of this movie that I really, really like. I, I think that the chemistry that Mira Sorvino and Lisa Kudrow have, you, general, you genuinely buy them as longtime yes. friends. Yes. I like that their, their friendship, like the portrayal of their friendship is very good you know like they you buy them as friends you well, buy them like, as best could, friends me and tessa and i are not like romeo and michelle at all but no. i could totally see our friendship in ways in this like yeah opening scene watching pretty woman like tessa doesn't like pretty woman she's never watched pretty woman i love pretty Woman. i think I've this is it, why it i times. quote it all the time is because it's of romeo and michelle so not it, because of pretty if woman. she and i were watching pretty woman she would be the romeo and i'd be the michelle i'd be over there getting a little misty eyed right clapping. <laughs> she's like looking at me like bitch you really I know. like pretty woman right <laughs> Like, like it's always movie. so. Fun. She's like, I just really like it when she gets when to, she shop. Gets to shop. It is. It gets your heart all mm-hmm. a flutter when she gets to shop. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Where like Tessa and I lived together, but we never lived together alone. No, and not for like a long period. It wasn't of time. like girly best friends living. We didn't leave we our did, hometown. Like, we did girly stuff. You we know, shared a closet. Basically, did, yeah, yeah, shared we shared makeup and, and all yep. of that stuff. So like, there's a lot of that that. You know, like a real good Judy friendship. Like, yeah, that's my good girl. You know, right? So yeah, I totally I dug that part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, even like the like the way that they dealt with the high school bullies and stuff. Like I just I, I liked it instead of like you know the the mean girls putting magnets onto um yes, on her which back. Which random? And she that bought girl, those magnets just to bring to school, just to torment yeah. and Michelle. And that girl in real life had to wear a back brace. I, in real life, she did. She had to have like spinal surgery to correct yeah, her scoliosis. Her scoliosis. Oh, wow. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just like the way that they all. In, I mean, due to the fact we have uh, adult actors playing high schoolers, they do right. act. They act like high schoolers. Like you get Alan Cumming, who's per- oh, always covering up his erection with a, a, a right. notebook and with um, his big notebook. Uh, but the thing that I really, I, I think the thing, the saving grace for me at the end of the movie was Janine Garofalo realizing that you kind of look at other people in high school and you think that they've all got it made. And, you know, I was trying to think back. Right. I was like, I was like, well, I wasn't in the A group or but <laughs> I, was, was I in the B group? And I was like, well, I'm, I guess... I was, I guess, what you would call a floater or a chameleon. Yeah. I, I was very easily, like, um, I had no problem mixing in with different kind of groups. But th- needless to say that I didn't really have, like, a group of my own, so to speak. I had some close friends, right. but I had close friends that were in different groups. And you kind of reflect on it, and you're like, 
Well, just because my life in high school was so shitty, and then you kind of deflect onto others, well, they must have it great. And you, you don't really know. So I, I kind of like that part at the end of the, the movie where she's like, "Right, I hurt your feelings? Right. She's like, oh, <laughs> tremendous. Like, go get your stupid yearbook. I'd be happy to sign it. Yeah, and it's just like, um, I, there's, so yes, I think, I think what really kind of took me out of it the second viewing um, was the dream sequence. It just... I was I telling her, because I didn't realize that was coming, that it took until she got hit by the limo and it, he comes out with that face that I was like, what the Why fuck? Why would I you like, do that to minute. his face? Wait but minute, like at first, when she gets hit by the limo, you don't really question really that as like not really happening. So I'm like, whatever. She got right. hit by the limo. Like, okay. That's kind of that hilarious. She rolled all over yeah. the whole top of the limo, and busted so that was the little wing. But when he gets out with that brand new face, I was like, Right. Like, I didn't like, I must not have liked, because... You know, he's weird looking. Like, yeah, he's all intense they get with those eyes. And they're all dressed like it's the fucking wedding in, um... Oh, my God. How am I drawing to blink right now? Whom? What? Pastels. Oh, oh my no. God. Fucking what? Shelby. Oh, in Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Wow. In the class reunion in the <laughs> she dream. She was grasping my arm so tight. <laughs> well, I'm like, we've done this movie. Oh, my God. Um, I thought I was going to have to call somebody. But their outfits in the prom in the dream sequence yes. are all in these, like, ruffle pastels. Well, they wear like, those same doing? colors throughout the whole thing. Like, it gives me Heathers. Like, those, those four girls, girls do. Yeah. But the yeah. whole prom first time in the mm-hmm. dream, the only person that wasn't in pastels was those two in black. And right. the one guy. Bill, what's his name? Billy? What Billy. Yeah, that she liked. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Um, Yeah, and so I was like, "What the hell is going on?" So Mm -hmm. when they got back to the real reunion and right, 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 in pastels, I was like, "Oh, good." I thought it was hilarious though when she woke up, like she just let her sleep. She was like, she she got out of the car. She's like, "Oh, bangs with like the top down and everything, like (laughs) all on the side with her fancy little scarf." I know, which I I loved the scarfs and what's her name's uh Romy said Labouche and they were listening to Labouche at the club nice <laughs> another uh, so a, a couple things the um the costume designer i i found was also the same one that did clueless which does oh. not sh- sh- i I don't know. I can see that. I, yeah, I like I see. Had some of those little with the fur. I lines. loved the Madonna outfits. Those the, were, the Madonna yes. outfits. Yeah, were I my think yes. the coolest kid at the fucking prom in nineteen. I would think so. Outfit. If you can, especially in uh, Michelle's outfit, Lisa Kudrow's outfit, like that one in particular. They, I mean, they both looked great. Oh my I god! Just, I would have rocked that if I was. Hell yeah! Eighty-seven. Fuck yeah! I, Absolutely. That bodice, the boy toy, the yep. cramp. I can't believe not one. boy boy besides sandy asked either one of them dance right and that's a little unbelievable yeah yeah, yeah that was another thing that i had a issue i was like really i mean if i, I could see I, I i could see stuck up people being like oh she's got a uh, um you know back brace i don't want to dress right. but without the back brace and especially like you said like the two we got like dueling madonnas going on here right who like they should be beating well, no, 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 I was going to well, say beating well, well, be them off I mean, the behind stick. the bleachers. <laughs> if, not, if nothing else, some theater guys, some right. band guys, well, like, like somebody's got to be into this look besides Sandy, right? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure didn't we didn't we establish that the theater guys were only into the th- other theater guys? I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> true. They did, but I mean, at least yeah. they want to dance. They might want to like get in on the right. 
the situation. They well, like I mean, you know, they love Madonna. But then again, Everybody I mean, Madonna. when I went to school dances, if you were in high school, you went to a dance with a date. And if I you didn't, didn't, you didn't really, like, guys didn't ask you, to, like, people didn't go enough people, people alone asked to me where to they dance. asked you to dance. So I didn't go time. alone, so I don't know. I could dance, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I only that. went to a dance if I had a date past No, I went so. with, I went to, like, an eighth grade dance with my friends and got yeah, asked to dance, like, dance with everybody. And then um, I didn't really go again until senior prom, but I went with my friend and got asked to dance all the time. I danced with all kinds of people. I, just don't, I guess I wasn't paying attention because I had a boyfriend always. Oh, uh, well, see, no. I stole other people's dates. I was like, you. <laughs> dance with me. You were over there at the punch. <laughs> right. Dance, dance with me. Girlfriend, right. No, I wasn't trying. To, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> Come on now. No. I didn't have that kind of. I was dressed as Madonna. I couldn't. <laughs> um, now, I, I am admittedly always had a uh, cinematic crush on Mira Sorvino. But... <laughs> Her, vo- her voice in this oh movie. Oh, my God. Yes, we have to talk about it. Yes. We, please, so please. Like, why, though? I don't like, yeah, know. I not not why we have talked about Yeah, like, this voice, I a texted choice. her while I was watching, like, okay, but why is she doing her dad but as a valley Right? Like, not just the voice, but the stance. She kept, like, like she had a wearing up. She kept, like, yeah. walking stompy and squaring up. Well, was she like, was always she on doing? the defensive because people picked on her. She was, she or, like she was from Jersey. Because she was, like, uh, what they considered, like, the chubby girl. I guess she was still That she was still in that, that around I guess. I don't yeah, know. I was surprised to find out they were from Tucson. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I thought they were, I was like, that's a Tucson Valley accent? Or, or she just adopted the valley well, accent. Well, they have it in high school? Yeah, well, they could have just adopted it because, because it was cool in the 80s. And well, because they, have... they figured they were going to move to L.A. when they grew up, which they did. They yeah. went and followed their dreams. Well, I, my theory I is they watched Valley Girl. And, there you go. Yeah. And uh, Mira Sorvino was like, well, I can't just do a straight Valley Girl. Uh, so I'm going to channel my father <laughs> My father's <laughs> Brooklyn accent. So, like, that's the thing. Uh, like, looking at Mira Sorvino and thinking about Paul Sorvino is an instant way to kill your cinematic crush. That will right? just, just... I mean, at, I love him, but I don't want to no. hang out with him. Well, no, no not and, at all. And an R.I.P. to Paul Sorvino. Great, well, great absolutely. actor. Ab- oh, yeah, really Brilliant actor. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, if you... Which... Now, this might be an unfair question. And you could, of oh. course, flip the table and push it to me. Were you a Romy or were you a Michelle in high school? Oh. I was, was a Heather, Heather Mooney. Was a Heather. You were a Heather Mooney. Okay. Yeah, I know that wasn't an option, but I no, was no, no. That, that's more than that's more than fair. <laughs> and I guess oh, I don't know. I was I was in the drumline, so like I don't know if I was right? in this movie. I was in like a weird. You weren't featured. I wasn't featured. I wasn't in theater. I wasn't in the A group for sure. Right. But I definitely had my pack, and like we always hung out together, and we weren't bullied. Like I never got bullied in school, so right. I wasn't like a total loser. Right. But I also wasn't popular. You know what I mean? I mean, I if I had somewhere. to pick between the two, though, I would say well, that's Michelle, not just because uh, she didn't seem like she was going to care. Like she didn't care right. about any of that yeah. really. Like I and I didn't care about any of that really. Like it wasn't. It didn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, I, I didn't give a I shit. A Heather, people, like, I think I was maybe, um, what was the girl, Lisa? 
who was oh, like, she, Lisa Luter, she sort of got was popular girls, mm-hmm. but at the edge, and then she, she like, left right after high school, like, I'm not hanging out with yeah, like she went to Lisa. become the fashion editor for Vogue. I'm, yeah. Maybe I'm not a Lisa. Well, I mean, you could rock a pantsuit. I could. You could be a Lisa Looter. <laughs> I've had that short hair. I've had that you short hair. You could do beard. it. You could do it. I probably had that hair in 1990. That's a, that's a real fact. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I would probably, I'd probably be the cowboy out in the back All right. All right. Hang, like you kind of like having like my eye on like Janine Garofalo, but like not having the balls to approach her. Uh, minus the cowboy hat, I don't think I've ever <laughs> worn a cowboy hat. But I would, you know, I'd sneak out for a smoke uh, behind school. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I absolutely loved that I forgot one of the, just the great little like physical gags in this is. Yes. Is the quick smoke the the um for what is it for the lady on the go, the cigarette that what yes. twice as much like half the time but twice as much nicotine or something yeah twice the taste and half the time or whatever for the lady on the go with the quick burning paper yes. so yeah the gag of her coming up with that because she was trying to smoke right like if there was only something you could and finish then him flicking classes. that oh my god feet. that was pretty like good. I'm not a human being or anything yeah. right and she still scrabbles and on the like, ground for it she's like, like you know I still don't have a lighter because I still don't me, have a lighter we know what it's like to be addicted to cigarettes and yes you sure would just still scrabble on the fucking ground I mean you wait till they leave once they walk away like, like god damn it I still gotta light my cigarette right I'm not gonna use the power of the sun although I could with my glasses my glasses there you go. You always have a way to light your cigarette if, there, if it's daytime. It takes time. I wouldn't finish it in between classes. That's so, uh, quickly, nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. What was the smoking policy? Uh, did you both go to high school in California? Yeah. Yes. What was the There smoking? was no smoking no on. Smoking. No, there was no, no smoking, smoking on, on campus. campus. Like, it was mostly after be... hours or across the way during summer school you could get away with it if you were across the street i think if you were in our parking lot so there was a back parking lot for the students mm-hmm. and if you were out there at lunch far enough away the campus security probably didn't i think say behind like the bleacher like you could you could get away with it depending on who was out there and our campuses were all outdoors in california yeah so it was you easier. would almost think it would have been okay but because it was already the 90s they were already right this right. was already the mid to late 90s that yeah. i was in high school so there was none of that but because i did theater we were there often after hours and whatever so you could get away with it then yeah, i was a nerd nobody i knew smoked so it didn't really come up well I didn't pay attention to what the smoking policy was <laughs> <laughs> i mean it wasn't like it was a policy was it was square. just like that's just what we were doing but yeah the policy was no yeah <laughs> policy was nowhere, no yeah allowed. nowhere yeah because to. we did the same thing we'd have you go to the back of the parking lot near the street and the, the, the the guidance counselor, the teachers are not going to cross this parking lot to go reprimand you for smoking. Right. And then yeah. across the street where, where there was a, there was like a tennis court and a little basketball court. There was also just like this grassy field that I'm not sure exactly who owned it, but people like that, that was just like the, um, before you go to school, all the smokers were across the street. And again, teachers and guidance counselors weren't about to cross this, yeah. suburban street to go reprimand a couple right. kids from smoking. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I know now, like, um, again, we, it seems that I think we all went to high school at the same the same time. I'm class in 99. So, um, same. 
Same. Tess is ninety nine. I'm ninety seven. Yeah. So yeah. So it was um it was like the beginning of the end for smoking. Yeah. Um. Pretty much. And as much as I, uh, uh, as someone that 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 smokes, it's um. I, I I get it, and I don't want anyone to do it. And I always tell my uh, every time that I I'm watching my I don't have kids of my own, but I have a godson that I'm very close to, and I always tell them that it tell. <laughs> I feel like a hypocrite. I was like, if I ever find out you're smoking, I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, we're um, the same way. It's um, but there's also this great line. Uh, is it this movie or is it a different movie where someone says, "Did anyone ever tell you that smoking is going to kill oh, you?" God, She's like, like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> and I used to do that shit because because of, of this movie. When like, oh, did anyone ever tell you that like, you know, you're you're going to die from smoking? Like, what? No. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Me. Yeah. You you know. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> or what? my other one is, uh, yeah. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. Yeah. Oh, that's Yummy very. That's faster. <laughs> if you feel like going dark, I was gonna say that's very cynical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I used to say that. Like, really? No. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah. I had I'll no stop right away. I had no idea. You know, I, I hadn't heard. <laughs> wow, that news flash. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Um, right. Right. But it's just—it's just weird. And again, this is another tangent that i just think is so bizarre it's so much so we're all around the same age i remember watching movies in the 80s or the late 70s and everyone is smoking and uh nowadays it drives me up the wall and this is just me being like i don't know a crusty old man yelling at a cloud (laughs) when i see now, because it used to just be like rated R or rated PG thirteen. Now they mm-hmm. break it break it down to why something is right there. And when mm-hmm. when they're like, "Well, uh, yeah, this movie would have been rated PG, but you have a scene of somebody smoking, so now it's PG thirteen. Or, right, but you know what? Sometimes it looks cool. So, like, did. you have to just weigh that in your hand. Like, you know what? It might look cool. So, like, it might look... You don't want it to look cool. It might cool look enticing. So, like, just so you know, there's some smoking in here, and it's probably going to look cool. So now it's PG-13. You better yeah. guide the hell out of that, parent. Yeah, uh, but then again, <laughs> it, it, not having children of my own, I, I still think that it's the responsibility. And again, I could be just an old man yelling <laughs> at nothing <laughs> into the void. I really think that kind of that should fall more on the responsibility of the parents and the family. Um, if someone sees a fictional character smoking, okay. But then again, like I've seen fictional characters, I've seen Requiem for a Dream, and I have absolutely no desire oh, to well, do heroin. That does not make it look good. <laughs> it does not make it look good. No. So I mean, like, no. Good job. Thank right. you. I never want to try exactly. that. Exactly. So if nope. you're making smoking look like that in a PG movie, like then yeah, like, sure. Oh, yeah, it's Grandpa Joe, only this time he's really dying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Up there tap dancing this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, then show the show the harsh realities of smoking. But if right. it's like the cool, you know, the coolest dude in the film's got a smoke right. in his mouth, and it's for eight year olds, it's like yeah. yeah. Or maybe you should at least have a warning. Like maybe yeah. you should check it out first and see how. Or t- it's so it just whatever. So then it's horrifying. It, yeah, right. I, I guess so. And in that and in that way, it does fall on the parent and the family or the guardian or whomever is presenting it to say like, okay, now I know how it's presented. Now I know how to say. 
you know, right, whatever. Yeah. If it makes it look super gross and everybody's dead or dying, then you're like, hey, some grandpa job done. Yeah, and he's coughing up blood into a handkerchief or something. You're yeah, just like, yeah. okay, all right. Job done. I get it. I don't have to say nothing. Yeah, it makes it gets that across. But like she said, if it's the cool dude, then you might want to say like, yeah, you know. So let's get back to let's get back to the book. I know, right? Um this what are your thoughts on the soundtrack to this movie? The soundtrack was so good. Yeah, I remember good. I had it. I also had that in my big CD book for yeah. my detachable face and my yes. Ford Tempo. Oh, I lo- I missed the CD detachable part. face. That that was just <laughs> I felt so cool when I had Right. It. Oh my god, you'd have the little case you put it in your yeah. purse and then it lit up when you like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I, I, I just wish that once was enough for me with uh, Just a Girl by No Doubt. I didn't need to hear it yeah, twice, twice in the movie. Uh, but and I, every time I hear Time After Time, I envision this Well, and we have to talk about number. that dance number. I what, love a dance number. You know I love, I love a, dance a dance number. number. Magical, but what? They haven't seen him in 10 years. They haven't I spoken. Know. How do they have a choreographed dance number? They don't. It was a what do you, interpretive that dance. Interpretive that was just their feeling. just man. happened yeah. to do yeah. it so well with two girls at the same time. Two girls, two chicks yeah. at the same time. You know Alan... Well, yeah, you know how much he likes that. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, yeah, yeah, the, the, um, for the most part for the soundtrack, I, I, I dig it because you get some of the, the nineties and then you get some really classic, um, eighties numbers. And mm-hmm. I love that they address the fact that everybody knows the first couple lines of Footloose, but nobody, yeah. knows, <laughs> nobody knows the rest of the thing I sent you. Let's see. I what was that thing I, I even sent you? I don't remember now. Oh no! I'm trying to it think was if like, I can. Footloose, rubber mud, <laughs> rubber yeah, mud. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I just right. know that, that everybody meme. cut part. Everybody yeah. cut. Everybody cut. Right. Everybody I cut footloose. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember. It's going to be so far down in the stupid thing. I'm not even. Oh wait, no, I found it. Footloose, pet goose, picked a fight with a moose. Cheese, stiff breeze. Watch out, there are ten bees. <laughs> exactly, that could be it. Yeah, we would never know. It, because yeah, that was. I. It, it's just like there's such glimpses of brilliant humor in here, and I think the the fact that um the the for me, I didn't have a problem with the dance because it was it. Some of it seemed very choreographed, but it also seemed like three people who had seen a lot of choreographed dances, but they're all doing a different kind of dance. Like, yeah, it's, it's so absurd and bizarre, but I kind of think that that's because the director is coming, he, you know, he's coming from some very, he's coming from a background of cartoons where everything goes and like right. absurdist humor. So for me, that was, that was like what kind of pulled this movie together. And again, the only, yeah. the only thing that I really, upon the second viewing, upon watching it was, I was like, this dream sequence is going on way too long. It did go on yeah, for a really long time. I didn't hate the dreams. I didn't hate it, but it, but it went Well, they also, time. they have choreographed dance moves in the beginning when they go to the clubs. Yeah, those That's two. 
they, yeah, they, 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 they do. I don't have like, any problem with the two of them having a choreographed dance. Oh, well, yeah, we need to get some middle. of them. I know. I know. Well, but he kind of just, like, wove himself in. Like, that's... I feel I like they've so. done that before in their so. apartment, their loft apartment. They're doing... They have a mannequin set up in the middle oh, with his hands out. <laughs> no, they just do their thing. And, oh, like, he okay. just kind of fit in, get get in where you fit in, you right. know? But, yeah. They were living their prom fantasy. I'll yeah, why not? Why and not? And I kind of felt bad for him in the end because, like, she still didn't seem like she really liked him. She seemed like she no. kissed him because he was a billionaire. Yeah. And I mean, then they borrowed money from him to open their yeah. store. And it never said, like, they were together, just that he loaned her money. Yeah. So what'd she do? Bone him? And then did they leave fucking Ramon's jag? Yes, they did. A reunion and fly Well, they back could probably Arizona? have, I mean, he would probably have it picked up. Oh, and I delivered so. to He's Ramon. Who knows? Yeah, well, who knows? Back. That That's Ramon's problem now, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, Ramon got the clout. So. Uh, I don't know, though. Her The acting in that, which I know was intentional. I love him. But the acting, <laughs> no, he, he's great. I mean, her fake orgasm. Oh, no, I know. But like, I, how much clout did he get from You that? are because Columbus. Did, I am America. She discover said all me. the right things, but not in the right tone of voice. Right. No. She was like, oh, okay, thanks. I'm going to come. That's it. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> She's like, we well, wanted it to be believable. Right. <laughs> but I, the rest of it wasn't, so. I it, And that just goes to show the, the shallow the shallowness of a man who doesn't even he doesn't even care that he doesn't get to sleep with Romy just the fact that his all his boys at the service department right. thinks that he did that's uh, all he needs that's you know uh, again um so favorite parts favorite scenes of this movie uh one at a time Tessa, since you are a longtime fan oh, what what for I, you really so many what for you really kind of like the first time you saw this you said I want to see this again like what parts really really kind of got your attention I want to say the dance scene once okay. there's a dance scene I'm like yes any any, any kind of choreographed dancing I'm like absolutely Tessa I want to see that again dreams. I do I have choreography dreams so I would have to say the dance sequence like cuz once it gets that ridiculous and they take off in a helicopter and everybody lives happily ever after and everybody gets exactly what they deserve. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of nice. Everybody learns a little something. And yeah, I think that would be it. I think that's the, I think that was the draw to see it again. So, Nicole, this is the first time you saw it all the way through was today, correct? Earlier today? Mm-hmm. Yep. What, um. Yep. Should be fresh. <laughs> What 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 uh, what were your thoughts now, having seen the com- the the full movie and not having walked out um... <laughs> of your own house? That I didn't feel like it was a waste of time, but I also probably don't need to necessarily watch it again. Like if it was on and it was a certain scene, like the dance scene mm-hmm. or whatever, like I might stop and go haha for like that part, but I don't know that I would start it and finish it intentionally. Right. Again. Okay. That's so the... like I liked it okay. But yeah. I, I wouldn't say it that wasn't I was like, like your oh my god, this was so like good. I can't I believe I ever. Yeah. I mean, I I did go. I can't believe I walked out of it. Right, like, there was nothing about it where I went. Oh, oh yeah, this for sure was so dumb that I yeah. needed to leave. Like, no, I was like, oh, this is fine. You know, this is yeah. good. Like, I don't know why I walked out. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I blame the guy because I'm like, it was I don't him. Know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but the dance scene was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved anything with with Janine. The yeah, whole, the cigarette. Her parts being were in there good. was um, was the draw too. Oh. And little Justin Thoreau, like Janine Garofalo, oh, yeah, must be so minuscule because he like Cause towered he over her. Yeah. I think oh, but yeah. I don't get the cowboy hat in California though. 
Well, they were in Tucson. Oh, that's right. They were in Tucson. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the, that was that's a, one of the things that kind of threw me is that I keep forget because the the high school scenes it, it like the the flashbacks of the high school scenes it just screamed to me a California high school. And Yeah. Um I mean, I guess I mean the outdoors they're, they're there close. too. I mean, we're they right are, on yeah, we're sisters with Arizona. So we're practically. sisters, you and I. <laughs> we're, we're kin. But I've no, I've only spent very little time in Arizona. So I uh, no yeah, idea. I mean, I've been there a few times, but like, yeah, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever been to Tucson. No, I don't think. Maybe I have. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but when you said Tucson cowboy hat, immediately, yeah, okay. was, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like know. I guess that makes. I mean, sense. And there are places in California you would see dudes with cowboy hats. Yeah, not there's Cowtown. No, well, not you might, but they're tourists. Well, that's true. So yeah, we live close enough that like when the opening scenes of that movie, I told Tessa my first note was, "Is that Venice Beach?" Oh, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fucking Venice Beach. We've been there. Yeah, I've seen that lots of times. I've seen that. I've seen it. <laughs> seen it. I <laughs> one this is just it, it's less than thirty seconds long, but my favorite scene of this movie, and it's a bizarre one, is. Actually, during the scene that I hate the most, the dream sequence, uh-huh. is the way that Alan Cumming climbs out of the top of yes. the lift. He, like, just floats he out flies out and, flies and like, t- flies over. It's she's like a, so... Yeah, and she's like, where's my shirt? Like, how do I get out of here? Like, where are you? <laughs> right. Like, like, I think like that was... When they kissed at the helicopter and she told him, I'm so glad you didn't bring your giant... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's... um. I can I I see now and and sometimes it it confuses me when I do this show I'm like how did this movie ever get a cult following <laughs> but I I I get it now because I again I don't think I was the right demographic for this movie this was not something that I was like I so this came out in 97 so I was 16 and I was like this is not the kind of movie that 16 year old Chris is going <laughs> Even even if my this was this would be the kind of movie that sixteen year old Chris's girlfriend would drag him to, and thankfully she didn't, um, for better or for worse. Uh, but seeing it now as an adult, I'm like I, I can see why because we're living in the '90s. As as a, as a teenage boy, I was like, well, I got Bill and Ted, I have Beavis and Butthead, I have Dumb and Dumber. This is kind of something, not to say that the, they're all collective, but to kind of have these, is dim-witted a little too strong of a word to describe Romy and Michelle, or just... I mean, they're pretty dim. Yeah, they're... They're pretty dim. They're I mean, dim. you know, like, yeah. they get it together, and they've got their good points, but they're not the not smartest. That, yeah, no. Sure. Well, that's Most why... smartest. When she came into the... I almost believed it when she came up with the formula for glue. Like, I right. didn't realize until that Well, because she's that really... She dream. has a... Degree in biology or something like that, or biochemistry or some shit, like in real life. But for a second, I was like, "Oh wow, does it turn out that this whole time she was smart right. and all that other crazy You're like, shit?" Oh, like, oh, never mind, it's like a dream. dream. <laughs> well, you know, this is the only other non-Quentin Tarantino movie that happens in that universe. Oh, that's right. You were telling me that. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, I believe there's Red Apple Cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Is um there and because I think during this time, um. Quentin Tarantino dating. was dating Mira Sorvino. Right. Um, There's also big Kahuna Burger packages in their apartment. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
So I, it's the only thing that's not his that happens in the same universe. And I, and I, knowing that, and then upon rewatching this movie, there's a scene where they're at the gym and they're doing, I think the um, either the stairmaster or just the uh, they're just mm-hmm. walking, and I'm like, this must be Tarantino's right. favorite shot. It's just women's calves and feet, <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> or the end when they took their shoes off to dance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Too. Yeah. You he, know. Yeah. Uh, hey, he, I bet he loves that scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fine, it's cool, whatever. Um, <sighs> yeah, and then we can get into the, the whole nastiness of, uh, poor Mira Sorvino was, um... I know, she did, she got blacklisted because of old Barfy Weinstein. Yeah, he's oh. a disgusting, disgusting man. Oh, uh, yeah. I still think, because I, I remember... When all of this, the the Me Too stuff started coming out about Weinstein, and I, I'll never forget this because there was a quote, and I still think instead of, um, I still think this is the perfect kind of justice, is that when Paul Servino found out about this, mm-hmm. he said, just give me 10 minutes alone with Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. And I say, I say that we throw out the, the judicial system, no trial, let's save the taxpayers a whole bunch of money. Give Paul Servino ten minutes alone with Harvey Weinstein, yeah, and we'll yeah. never have we an issue. If again. only we could have, right? I know um, he would have been pissed in himself to sleep. He wouldn't never touch him right? again. Seriously, he comes in all Polly style. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yes, this movie has achieved a great deal of cult status, and mm-hmm. you were mentioned. Yes, so we've got Club coming. Is mm-hmm. is that still in operation in New York? Um, probably. I think so. I, it didn't say anything that it was. It wasn't brought up in past tense when I saw it. When I looked it up, that they have, uh, they do the music. You could submit your requests on post its, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's like there's other things, but I can't think of what they are now. Like other little, you know. I still want to try his fragrance. I coming. coming. I know. Now, now is that a perfume or a cologne, or yeah. is it? Yeah, or is it's it like uni- it's a. It's, it's, a, it's just it's a unisex. fragrance. Okay, it's a fragrance. I like that. And yeah, uh, I mean, like anything he does, I'm here for. So, oh yeah, totally. he's yeah. Again, having him in the movie, mm-hmm. he's another. Yes, it is still open. It is open. open. You could go right this moment. It's open right now. Where yeah. is that? It's in the in East Coast, isn't New it? York, New York, New York, New York. <laughs> okay. Um. So everybody listening, check out Club Coming and submit your. Yeah, if you live in New York. You want it, the address? I got it up. <laughs> why not? Why not? It's a, a it. free plug for club coming. Hey. 505 East 6th Street, New York, New York, 10009. Check out Club Coming. Yeah, if you can get in and go to the Romeo and Michelle night, let us know how that goes. Let Chris know, let us know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hit us up up on Twitter and let us know what's going on at Club Coming. Um, Yeah. He is so, I mean. I'm trying to remember where I first fell in love with him because I've loved him for so long. It was this. And see, for it wasn't this for me, and so I'm trying to think what was the next thing around this time because it was in the '90s, right? The first movie that, that I like, I remember him in distinctly was a James Bond movie where he's doing this. Oh, um, he's like a, 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 a computer analyst kind of guy, and there's this pen that if you click it a no- certain number of times, it becomes a bomb. Then you have to click it another number mm-hmm. of times for it to diffuse. And there's this really intense scene of him just rapidly clicking this pen and bond is right. watching him but i to me uh 
another movie that again I was not. Oh, the... Goldeneye. Was yeah, that it was Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yeah. Okay. That but, was a good video game. That was a great video game. Um, <laughs> another movie that, again, I wasn't the demographic for, but he absolutely stole the show in, was a movie that I recorded a couple months ago, um, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, I, I love that movie. He is I love that so yes. so good in that movie. Okay, um, so, so then also that, that also too. Titus. Okay. I really loved Titus. And, All right. Um, Cabaret. Well, that wasn't that one, though. But he played the MC in Cabaret. He had the Joel Grey part. Right. But yeah, what the but hell yeah, was I the would first have, one? I can't remember. Eyes Wide Shut he was I in, too. I did see Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. I also saw that. I but worked you know at the what? theater It could have also been, too, because of those David LaChapelle photography books that I had. Oh, also because that. Because it was always just shoots mm-hmm. with David LaChapelle. Huge full color oh, photography right. books that I've had since I was a teenager, and um, I would take them out of Rolling Stone. I had a, they're amazing. I would put them up on my wall. <laughs> just his face, just his look. That was enough. Mm-hmm. He gives you face. He gives you look. <laughs> I love him. And and again, before we started recording, I didn't mention that. Um, I think that if you put them side by side, certain angles, certain pictures, he does look a lot like Paul Rubens. Um, he could do it, but like Paul, like Paul Rubens, like Pee Wee, but make it fashion. Yes, like, um, like there you go. You know, he would fashion it up. Yes, or like Couture. Oh, oh, I like that. Or I mean, Pee Wee's making a resurgence. Why not have Alan Cumming as an evil Pee Wee Herman? <gasps> oh, interesting, interesting. You know, mm. maybe, maybe, he, maybe he. Uh, steals peewee's new bicycle and uh there's a, there's a <laughs> right. whole sort he's of wee, he's weepy <laughs> peewee just, just turned 70 we'll see yeah. how many movies got in them as peewee oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably we not had that happen. uh we just did peewee's mm-hmm. big adventure and so and we, yeah, did that we put it out on his birthday, birthday. Mm-hmm. uh lo- oh, peewee's big adventure that as a kid i absolutely loved it but Large, oh, yeah. oh yeah, large Marge as a child scared <laughs> the hell out of me. I don't. Uh, oh yeah, and that's just the genius of uh, Tim Burton being able to um, yeah infuse that sort of stuff into it. Unfortunately, I was looking. David Merkin, he he's working now a, a lot in TV, but I think this was like his only, if one of if only feature films he did. Oh. Um, Again, this movie did really, really re- well critically, but, you know, didn't really blow up at the box office, which is, again, uh, not uncommon for my show. These these cult movies are ones that genuinely get discovered um, by word of mouth or back, back in the good old days when we actually had video stores, this would be... A frequent rental of of people, or something that the clerk would recommend, um, and for some reason, I never. Uh, again, I wasn't really the demographic for it, but I and for the longest time, I thought this movie was rated PG thirteen. It's it's R. Um, yeah, it's not really a hard R though. Like I don't really, no. I don't really think there's much in it that. Um, Kind of a you know sometimes just you... the smoking and cursing. There's like the mm-hmm. there's I think they probably exceeded their limit of f bombs. Probably, probably right. 
Because that was the thing, too, because I couldn't remember if she said I would rather put this out in my eye or rather put this out in my ass. And then I saw that in the trailer, it says oh, they, uh, they have that. It's like, I would rather put this out in my eye or my right eye or something like that. And then in the movie, she says, I would rather put this out in my ass. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's why I couldn't remember. I, it was there was. um. Uh, so I, I, I picked up I, I always like to pick up a physical copy of these movies when I do the show mm-hmm. so I can watch and rewatch. And if there's a commentary, which there was not, I did. I, so I didn't get to watch, but I watched the little mini featurette and um, Lisa Kudrow and Mira Safina were talking about how Jean Giraffolo, uh basically got to play herself. They're like, she, she's foul-mouthed, she's sarcastic, and she's chain-smoking. Like, it was just, well, it was just kind of like... Mean, and, and, that was me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was unpleasant to be around. I mean, I don't know. Oh, we all were. Well, then again, yeah. Well, then I was making someone else's life hell. Someone was making my life hell. I don't know. It was a chain of of that. And then there was (laughs) there was somebody in the corner thinking, Nicole's got it all. She's look. She's in the. What were you in the drum line? She's in the drum line. Yeah. I guess I kind of did though because I didn't. I know. And well, so there wasn't anybody who made my high school life hell. Like, not really. I did well in school, and nobody fucking bothered me. I mean, I like they tried. I just didn't care. I don't even know. Like, maybe there was one thing here, there, where there, there was, was. Yeah, there was like a couple of incidents it where it was like, yeah, nobody but like, affected me. I was there, well because yeah. I. I benefited from, like, fantastic rumors. I don't even know if I had fantastic rumors about me. I mean, like, literally, like, are you insane? Like, crazy rumors. So people didn't mess because they no, thought I, I would literally rumors kill them. Rumors about me were true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they were not true about me. I, I wasn't a bully, but in hindsight, after I've talked to certain people outside of high school, apparently I was very obnoxious to certain oh. people. And, and, and I was, I, I knew I was obnoxious towards teachers. I actually, um, this is a funny story about high school. I, this, I'll just share this before we get back to, uh, my most bizarre high school experience was that, um, second to last period I had a, a math class and I, I think I was a little bit stoned after, after lunch and I decided that I needed to take my socks off. So I took my socks off, put my sneakers back on. And then proceeded to go to English class um, and remember, like, halfway through class, raising my hand and asking my teacher (laughs) if I could put my socks back on. And he goes, Mr. Dizio, if shoe one comes off, you're out of here. So he goes back to teaching. I go, fuck this guy. Start taking my sneakers off to put my socks back on. He drags me with one of those desks that's attached to a chair drags me out into the hallway and he goes we'll deal with this after class uh i promptly got up and left and it's funny because neither one of us ever spoke of it again because my feeling is that he realized that whoa i just kind of like physically moved a student that's probably was in the desk you were fine yeah nothing happened so like yeah and you were being a little asshole oh i was being a big <laughs> asshole you wanted to put your sock on they were like he was all okay maybe i went too far whatever yeah right. i think he was, yeah. he was probably thinking well this you know this might look poorly upon me if he says anything right and i just thought well 
fuck it. I, 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 I'm at a school half an hour early. So, like, we never, like, right. I went back to go. class. We never spoke of it again. Um, why do you think that this movie has achieved such a cult status? It's, um, what to you th- it, it really kind of harkens back and i'm asking because as a as a white ma- a male i don't see it and nicole you said that you have no interest in ever seeing this again so i guess this is more um tessa what, all what on you tessa oh it's all on me it's why, all on you like, tessa why is this nicole well because i think like you that there's a little something in there for everybody to relate to like from mm those times you know like you remember the awkwardness of high school and trying to fit in or not trying to fit in and you remember somebody maybe pushing you around a little bit and being able to fight back and being able to have everything that you want to happen happen and being able to see your enemies crushed before you is always kind of nice it's Mm -hmm. a nice little fantasy so yeah, I think there's a little and 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 it's funny. Well, and I like that it's a girl comedy mm-hmm. where the whole point is not even though it's in there, the whole point is not necessarily romance. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like it's about like their she friendship. figures out like, yeah, even like with it's her a friendship of marrying him and like growing right. old with him. She still is like they end up together and, in the end, right? And together in the end and it seems like they're just gonna share alan coming or like or or something like they're just gonna keep him <laughs> around i don't know well, that whole conversation in the beginning about whether we're lesbians right she's like just to see and she's, she's like, like mm, she's like no again. again if, if we're, we're not married by it's me again because that's how being gay works right yeah. you know <laughs> That's how best friends work, right? I you uh, you just struck on something that I didn't even think about. That's just perfect. Yes, it's not about it's it's a true friendship movie, and it's mm-hmm. not about one of them getting other than the, you know one of them getting hung up on a guy and then forgetting about their friendship. And right. I, I I think that now in hindsight, I'm thinking. That's really, really refreshing that this whole movie doesn't hinge on it hinges on crushes, but it doesn't hinge on, well, I'm going to do, you know, once once I get my crush to like me back, I'm going to forget about you. And I think that's really, really refreshing. And again, like she didn't go up to the hotel room with Billy at the end. Right. But I almost wonder Hmm. If Billy didn't look like that, and if Billy wasn't a True. piece of shit, she like would she would, would she have gone? If he was, <laughs> yeah, right. He was She's single. like, well, you get to leave in a helicopter, so I mean, like, Billy doesn't suck, so whatever. And but Billy because he like did, barf, so whatever. well, yeah, he was barfing in the planter, and he had his gut out, and yeah. like, and I mean, like, yeah, like that was nice too, because she got to tell, like, oh, go up there and wait. Yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Right, and then she got to do to him what he did to her. So like yeah. that. You know, like she got hers in the end, but like I almost wonder if he didn't look like that. If if she would, if I think if he was still married, I don't think she would have. But no, she seemed to give a shit, especially that he married Christy. Well, these bitches who 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 got fat, or as they like to put it, we got pregnant. pregnant. (laughs) Um, and I also think that the music. The music definitely mm-hmm. helps for because it's not just '90s music. You get the '80s music in there too. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, and again, nostalgia is a huge thing these days. And I, I just think that so much about this movie, it works because 
our heroes, I mean, our protagonists, they don't get everything that they wanted, but they still have each other. And I think that's the most important thing. And I think it's actually a very important message to be like, you know, it turned out okay, but they didn't get everything that they wanted, but they had each other. And the, the movie ends with them saying... Let's fold scarves. And yeah, they're I, so, they're just. That's the other thing you could do at Club Coming. It's a scarf folding competition. Oh, that's the other thing nice. I couldn't remember. Oh. Uh. <sighs> you <laughs> might have brain to remember feels it later. better. God, the hamster was about to die. <laughs> oh, oh, that feels better. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's great. No, I, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And I think it's, it's, it's a very. I mean, it's it's an important message, I think, to to, to show to, to show girls, to show women that you you don't they they ended up having this friendship that doesn't rely on men. And if anything, again, I don't want to condone this sort of relationship, but the way that they <gasps> manipulate men, the way that Romy <laughs> manipulated <laughs> Ramon to get the car, wow. and seemingly. Uh, Michelle manipulated uh, Alan Cumming to somehow end up with this huge, nice boutique store. It's right. Um, well, the sh- and I'll give him this though. I don't think she manipulated Ramon because she was straight out. This right. Was the deal. That's I want to okay. Your car. Right. Gonna what do do? I right. Do? Like he knew she what the deal was. Right. So she that wasn't give him any lines. She mm-hmm. was like, "What do right. I got to do for the car?" And then the same thing they did say that she owed and was trying to pay right. back Sandy. So regardless yeah. of their relationship status and how much they borrowed, it was a loan. And, right. And she so, and she does have the line of I think we can pay him back in a <laughs> Right. Yeah, like so it's she gonna does take like yeah. two years. To pay them back. And they seem to be doing well. Like their store was full of people. Yeah. And I, and Heather I really Mooney is a frequent shopper. When her little speech to her Michelle's little speech to Romy when she is like, you know, when I think back until you started pointing out that our life sucked like right i, I had a lot it, of fun with you in yeah. high school and i didn't here actually really cool yeah. having a blast and it's like so and because you do sometimes just need some perspective right. right going to that reunion and finding out that the people you thought were the coolest are also unhappy in different right. ways which is like and at my 10-year reunion see we didn't have it was definitely clicks, but I don't think there was anything major. Like I said, there no. wasn't a group of girls that was like super shitty. We didn't have a no. Heather's. Mm-mm. We didn't have anything like that. So there was no dynamic at the reunion where I was like worried about going or like, oh, is my bully no. going to be there? I did get told that I was intimidating in high school. I've have been I told that as well. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. But that's it. So. It was a surprise to me. Right? <laughs> like, how? Um. So I I think this this I I got to give a lot of the credit to the script to, to Robin Schiff for for the script because she I, I I'm guessing that she kind of based this on you know again I'm I'm theorizing that she kind of based this on either herself in high school or people she knew in high school so the script does ring really really true and I think that the ultimate message that the movie provides is a good one. And right. I, yeah. I, I just think that, you know, this movie might have been, at, in 97, an R-rated comedy. Um, 
I, I think that maybe that the audience that really could have benefited from this movie might not have been able to see the movie because it was rated R. Right. I, I maybe a little. I think that that maybe if they toned down a little bit of the language, although I think that the language isn't. It was oh, pretty oh, mild. I it thought. is. It is pretty mild. Um, I don't think it was all that bad. No, I, I think they weren't. I don't think they were aiming for teenagers either. No, because yeah, they were class of eighty seven. So like, yeah, they were supposed to be in their late. So 20s. they were aiming for people who could go see a rated right. movie. But, but I don't know. But then again, people, you know, if you're aiming for people that are, are around the age of their ten year high school reunion, do they really want to be reminded of their high school remo- right. reunion in a movie? So I think that this kind of benefits from just one more generation taking apart from it to say that I've gotten past that 10-year reunion, whether it was good, bad, or awkward. It's kind of fun just to look back and and have a couple laughs about it. Um, Right. Before we start wrapping... Oh, I'm sorry. Please, please. No, 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 it's fine. Oh, I was just going to say, because it's also very of its time. So even if you were a teenager in the 90s, because it's such a 90s movie, by the time they're at their reunion, like, it's fun to enjoy it that way, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Were there any parts of this movie that didn't work for you, that you would have changed or just completely omitted? I mean, there was nothing that I hated so much that I wouldn't have happened like there was nothing that stood out to me like oh god that was so yeah I'm trying to you know um, like that was such a drag or there shouldn't have you know like that took away from it or anything like there's nothing that stands out to see what was her name the girl at the end candy the one that heather was i would kind of like to see her get more than just heather's yearbook signature as her oh toby or toby that's what her name Right, like something like that's when, all she got. Like you know, she was one of those picked on nerdy kids too. Right, like if she would have gotten like a fairy tale ending, that would have been. Nice I mean, I know too. she wasn't really like part of the main plot. True, but neither was Sandy. He was only in that in the flashback right. in high school, and then at the very end. Right, right. Well, he was in the whole triangle thing. So yeah, I could see that. Like if she would have gotten like a nice little fairy tale wrap up, that would have been cool. Because she deserved but it. Yeah, no, I can't think of anything that I'm like. No, you just taken. I mean, like. The dream sequence was a little extensive. Long. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like it. So, but okay. I but it didn't it didn't make me go, "Oh, what the fuck?" It was just like, right. "Oh, it's a dream." Like it took well, me a minute and then I, like, okay, I just like that it was so long find out that she let her sleep in the car with the top down that was whole so time. But like she that's was only why ra- So she was I know, but like long. just I don't know. Like who knows how long. I'm was. just making it like I'm just <laughs> But this is why. Like, no, there's no reason. Like, I just, whatever. <laughs> uh, any any music cues that you wish had been included, either from the 80s or the 90s, that you think that would have maybe maybe fit in a little bit better than what they, they chose? No. Because, like I said, every time I hear Time After Time, I envision the dance scene. Okay. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. No, I like, think, I think it all worked, but see, my brain doesn't work that way. I'm not a musician. So well, I like, yeah, like if you give me a good, solid, like all the songs are good. Like I'm not mad at any single one of these songs. Like I listened to the soundtrack. I had it. I listened to it several times. So like it was fine. It was right up there with like what, like Wedding Singer, mm-hmm. and like other things of that era where it was like a 80s, 90s mix. Mm-hmm. You know, 
It was fine. There was nothing I think that they would have to add, like, that was sorely missed. The I keep coming back to this every time that I revisit a movie that's either set in the 80s or references the 80s. I'm I'm very upset with the lack of Animotion's obsession not being uh, in enough movies. Uh, um, that uh, just uh, could... <laughs> yeah, it is a good one. It is a good one. Uh, uh, that, but that's just me. But yeah, for the most part, well, other than other than here, I did not need to hear um, no doubt twice. That was well, yeah, like that was a little like. But why, though? I mean, I guess because, they, you know, they're just girls. Yeah. You know, girls in the world. you know, that's what they are. That's all that you'll let me be, you know. But, but it's, uh, you want to put in a little shampoo trouble or a Spice Girl song or something. Switch oh, it on. the trouble song. I do love the shampoo trouble song. The shampoo yeah. trouble song is brilliant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you haven't heard it. Uh, M.I.A. Um, uses parts of that in her own uh, Double Trouble, Bubble Trouble song? I don't know. Check it out. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's good. Um, so any final thoughts here on Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? I think we covered just about everything and why why this has achieved its longe- longevity. I think it's, it's, it's a really well-written movie. Um, the acting... The acting is really, really good these characters are believable in their interactions mm-hmm. and especially the friendship between Romy and Michelle is so genuine um I I buy that that they they're just like they're two peas in the pod you know they're just right. they're, they're they're what are you, besties they're the BFFs yeah um, they're always yeah, going to be that for way. sure um so any final thoughts I mean, other than if you haven't seen it, if you sounded like if this sounded interesting to you, like <laughs> I would definitely suggest going back and giving it a watch. Like, put it on on your background while you're dusting or watering your see plants or whatever. Yeah, see if it captures your attention because it's a it's a treasure. A treasure. <laughs> I like that. Treasure. <laughs> um, and especially if you, uh, yeah, j- for just the. If you think some of the the, the humor doesn't land, Janine Garofalo is just around the corner to add that that real that that punchiness. And I I like the fact that it's got uh, different kinds of humor. It's got kind of the dim Valley Girl humor, but then it's got the punchy snarkness of Janine Garofalo. It's got the bizarre, uncanny Valley of Alan Cumming having a bizarre facelift. <laughs> So there is, right. I like that it's a variety of humor and it doesn't rely on the same kind of jokes over and over again. Um, it, so that's, that. those are the signs of a very smart script. Plus the the movie just looks great. I mean, the, the, it's it's shot really, really well. The, the scenes are, are very fluid. There's a lot of camera movement and... Um, uh yeah, my my only kind of gri- my only real gripe with the movie was the um and I'm I'm going to continue to beat this dead horse. Just if they had shaved <laughs> shaved a little bit off of the the dream sequence, but for the most part right. this this That's fair. The movie really really worked well for me. So, um thank you so much Tessa and Nicole from the Doom Generation for joining me for this one because 
Uh, nobody wants to hear uh, uh, some old white guy talk about Romy and the <laughs> High School <laughs> Reunion. Yeah, that's also fair. <laughs> thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was fun. So before I let you go, uh, what's coming up in the month of October for the Doom Generation? We've got spooky season so coming. Got, for all of October, we've got Lost Highway, Young Frankenstein, Death Becomes Her, Monster Squad, and Donnie Darko. That is the October lineup. Those are yeah, all. So those, will be our... oh, those are all four episodes I will be tuning into because uh-huh. I love all of those movies. I'm glad Woo! that someone um, is tackling Lost Highway because I love <laughs> I love Lynch. I do not want to have to cu- because I. That movie still confuses me. I still, I have so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so many we different things. We recorded that one already, and mm-hmm. we we are openly confused. That okay. one is banked. I actually watched Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me today. Oh yeah, I, you I got did. in the mood after well, we because well, I've just been feeling it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just spill the beans here. That's something that I have coming up in October. Fire Walk with oh, me. Oh, excellent, uh, excellent. And um, yeah, uh, Fire Walk, Fire Walk with me. I, I not ironically was. My first ever David Lynch movie. Uh, yeah, same, same. And it was only because I remember, what year did that come out? 93, 94? Something um, like that, yeah. And I remember going over to my friend's house, and he's like, so we were too young to rent rated our movies. He's like, and his parents had gone, so we were just <laughs> hanging out. He's like, my parents rented a movie, it's rated R. And I remember sitting there <laughs> watching it and being right. like, What? What? what are we watching? Well, my mom was super into it, so of course she rented it, and that's I. I don't. I didn't see it from my parents. I can't remember why I saw Twin Peaks the first time. Well, she was super into that show, and I was just just too young to like have gotten into it. Yeah. Um. So, so like, I don't know. But now, you know, I saw the movie before I saw the series. Yeah, me- I did. I saw the movie before I saw the series. Same. I didn't see the series until I worked at the hotel and watched them all on YouTube. Oh, like, because so like I worked nights. <laughs> yeah, I was an adult. Like, I I binged the series on graveyard shifts, which oh, is how brilliant. you're supposed to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lynch would not have it any other way. So we're yeah. We I both- feel like. You know, I feel like that's appropriate. I feel like it's correct. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, so lots of good stuff. And uh, Donnie Darko, that's one of my... Uh, well, I'm gonna, I have an unpopular opinion about Donnie Darko. I'll keep to myself. So, oh, uh, all right. Well, afterwards, get at us. Right. At the end of the month, uh, you get at us. But I do... One, I do... I do... Uh, speaking of Monster Squad, though, is that I... Well, when if I go for a walk, one of the songs that I... I listen to regularly is rock until you drop i Uh love that song uh so much so did you watch the documentary about monster squad i haven't no it's cute it's really good i i that was one of those movies i'm like fine like because it was pg pg 13 and so Uh like i was the perfect age for that because i loved horror movies i loved all those classic characters and to me, the thought of having my own Monster Squad was the shit. Amazing. So. <laughs> totally. Amazing. Who didn't want that? Right? Uh, <laughs> Who Wolf- didn't want that? Wolfman's got nards. No? I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on. And what, German guy. And um, Young Frankenstein. I mean, what else? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
that was the um, if people don't, don't know, and I'm sure you know if you've already recorded the episode, that was the inspiration for the Aerosmith classic "Walk This Way." Yes, yes, yeah, we, we get there. That. We do. We, we get do. there. So lots of good stuff coming up from the Doom Generation. I'm gonna have all their social media links in the episode description below. Thank you so much, Tess and Nicole. This was an absolute blast. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been Chris from the Cult Film Companion Podcast. I'm signing off, but I'll be back with some more cult flicks real soon. Take care.